Hey, what's up everybody? Look, you and I both know that restrictive dieting, copious amounts of high-intensity exercise, and living like a social leper is no longer an acceptable approach to achieving and maintaining the body and health that you want for yourself and your family. We know this because we've been there. The good news is that we're here to show you that there's another way. The problem with how the fitness and health industry addresses obesity, or being overweight, or feeling like garbage is that all the experts tell you it's a food and exercise thing, when in reality, it's a mindset and prioritization thing. We spent nearly two decades in the trenches, learning, coaching, and perfecting real-world solutions to a real-world problem. Join us as we help connect people just like you with the information they need to live their best life possible. My name is Brian Sweeney. My wife, Jenny, and I will be your coaches on this journey. Welcome to the Amplify Network. Welcome to the Amplify Network and another show. That's right, baby. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Um, we've been throwing around the word lifestyle, the word lifestyle a lot, and it's it's everywhere. I wish there was another word. I swear we've talked about it, but only because maybe, I, maybe it's my own internal conversation I keep having with myself. Um, but there's no real word in the industry right now to replace the word lifestyle with. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hate or it. Or wellness. Wellness and lifestyle, I hate it because one, it sounds like, I don't know, makes me think of an OBGYN when I hear wellness. I don't even. <laughs> well, like wellness, like take care of yourself. Y'all noticed that I, there was not even breathing there. <laughs> Brian also just got the look, which hopefully nobody else has seen, Sorry. unless my family's listening. Wellness seems, it, it just doesn't fit the model that I want. So I wish there was another word. And I think we did talk about this because I kept, I brought up the word Quan. So I think we did talk about this a little bit, um, but we're going to go a little bit into, we'll, we'll go to some questions at the end of this, uh, cause this isn't going to be a big topic, but I wanted to drill in a little bit more since we're emphasizing more with the fit human project and with amplify, we're talking about lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And as the show opens up, we talk about that we have a mindset and prioritization problem. That's kind of the heart of it, you know, Truly. and I know we've beat this to death with thinking about how or talking about how we've evolved in our thinking. Because we're seeing that fitness people, fitness professionals, we're losing the fight. Um, we're not, we're not having lasting change. Correct. I think short-term impact all day long. Yep. I can we can tune up anybody real fast, but you don't get access to the inner workings of the human, you know, mindset when you're just focused on fitness and eat this meal plan, right? right. I mean, you're not getting into the really guts of what goes on. Yep. Precision nutrition is. Um, very good about the psychology of eating. Yeah. And that's where I got a lot Incredible of it from. Um, and I kind of drifted from the faith a little bit within there because I'm not a social worker and I'm not good at it. So I should say that I would love that I would love that I had the ability to really get into the emotional wise people work. <laughs> you would <laughs> I'm the wrong guy. You would get fired. I get before it. Before you even got hired. I totally get it. No, I'll get you so far. But then after a while then it's baby shaking. And it, it's gonna become a a physical moment. <clears throat> but um so lifestyle and just to you, what does that mean? So lifestyle to me is all components um of I hate to say life and lifestyle because aren't you never supposed to define like the definition shouldn't have the word in it, but lifestyle is everything that I am comprised of emotionally, physically, the choices I make that have a really direct impact on how I live, how I am as a person. Yes. Physically, Um, mentally. I think that's as close to a picture perfect definition as you could get. I I just pulled that right out of my hiney. Is there anything that you could answer that's just fire from the hip? 
So if, if I'm talking to you about Jen, tell me about your lifestyle. What comes to mind? Is it the way you eat? Is it the way you train? Is it the way you recover? I mean, what is it when I say, Jen, tell me about your lifestyle? Mine um, immediately goes to food. That's, and that's the problem. And I think that is where most people go. Mm-hmm. Um, lifestyle, when you start looking into, you start getting into the existential pieces of just life and you start looking at the chakras and you start looking at um, the soul and the spirit and then you've got the physical sense and you've got all these things that indicate that we are made up of energy, we're made up of more, right? There's more than just the physical self. Of course. Which means the physical self is fed by physical food. So we we exist on a bigger plane than just the physical eat, survive, repeat. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you know, I think that food comes to mind because it's the one thing that is in our face all the time. And what I think is very interesting with, um, you know, lifestyle coaches not picking on you. So don't send me hate mail. A lot of times their first focus is food or one of the big elements. And it's it's, the gateway conversation. It's very funny, but it is so prevalent food pictures and, and food, 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 food everywhere. And even getting together with family and stuff, first topic, what are we going to eat? So I think even though lifestyle isn't just food, I don't think we've been necessarily programmed, but it's just that food is a part of everything. I think we're so new into the concept of um, holistic living mm-hmm. that um, a lot of people, because people are already hyper-focused on, I have a weight problem, so I've got a lifestyle problem. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's just quick to associate. So you, I think yeah. you're right. You're yeah. 100% where I would have gone. Yep. And every time we bring up lifestyle, I'm afraid people hear food. Yes. And that's that's taking away from the impact that adjusting your lifestyle can have on you. Yep. I agree. So we talked about the opening of the show, and it says um, a prioritization. Mm-hmm. Prioritization problem. Um, if you've ever... Um, you went to school, you, you went you did the college thing, or you are trying to get a promotion at the job. You put in the, the time, the work, and the energy, and it's more than just one, one plane. Mm-hmm. You've got the people aspect. You've got the self-discipline acts, um, aspect. You've got the allow yourself to be coachable, teachable, inspirable by your, your instructors or your mentors and your, your, your bosses above you. But if you can't take input and direction and allow yourself to be molded and recreated into something else, mm-hmm. you never really evolve. I mean, college is a kind of a weak analogy, but you're influenced by the people in the class, you're influenced by the material, and you're influenced by the instructor or the professor. And at the other end of that, there's supposed to be you you ascend into something else, mm-hmm. right? So in that really weak-ass analogy, there's only three pieces to making you a more educated, better-functioning successful person. Mm-hmm. Now your body, if we're, if we can concede that we do exist on several planes of existence, that we are more than the physical self, then we have to kind of incorporate the idea that I have to do more than just watch what I eat. Right. And I have to do more than just show up at the gym and put in the, the reps, right? It's more than that. Yes. And I'm somebody that I'm in this industry and I know that that is a hundred percent the truth. But it's still, having done this for years with you and working with thousands of people, it's still, well, tell me what I should eat. It's like we got, we have to look at, at everything and make you become so much more of a healthy and better version of you. Mm-hmm. Food's a piece. There, it's so funny how when, our minds go to it. When I bring up behavior modification, I've done some posts and some write-ups and some social media. Anytime I write behavior modification, 
one, it makes me sound like I'm trying to do something outside of my realm. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not, I am not somebody, um, that's qualified to get into the psychology of somebody and why they do decisions. We're more in a position to pose questions. Yes. Why do you do this? Mm -hmm. What do you think about doing this? You know, and I think it's easy to have an elementary level education with somebody to get them to unplug from their daily and look at themselves from the outside. We're so stuck in our bodies, looking out our eyes, looking forward that we never look at ourselves from above. Mm -hmm. It's weird to get into that. I, that kind of, um, it's like a Tony Robbins kind of a little bit. Let yourself rise above your body Mm -hmm. and you're looking down at yourself in your life. And if you were able to pass judgment on yourself, Oh my gosh. And you go, you know what? So it's, it's the end and you're passing judgment on yourself and you're like, don't eat that dude. Don't eat. I've seen your future. I know where you're going. Yes. I've seen the way you manage your relationships. I see the way you allow work to dominate everything that you do. Yes. I see the way that you let your kids' sports teams dominate your life, which impacts your relationship with your spouse, which impacts your relationships with everybody else. So lifestyle, and um, we got into some, some Tony Robbins things back in the day, and his pyramid, his success pyramid, we talked about that, where it's rooted, the first two levels is your fitness and your health. And it go, the pyramid goes up to becoming more of an... Uh, a spiritual, a more contributing member to society as right. you go up the pyramid. But nothing above health and fitness is possible without those first two bottom layers of the pyramid. Right. They're the foundation. Yep. So when we talk about lifestyle, we have to talk about habits. We have to talk about behaviors. And there has to be some willingness on the other person's part to be open to the dialogue and really start doing some reflective introspective onto what am I doing? Yeah. I think too, a lot of the times, and I know I've done it, is you you know you like need to ask for help because what you're doing for you isn't working for you. But it's kind of like a vulnerable side where if I have to go to a coach, even though I need to work on my my lifestyle as a whole and I know they can help me because somebody I know has been helped by them. Yep. But I think sometimes it's a little bit where you have to get vulnerable and you actually have to show a weakness in an area saying... I can't do this on my own. And I need and help. Us as humans, especially living in the United States, we think we should have all the answers and be able to do everything and do it perfectly or as close to perfect as possible. So I know that if I was going to go out and rebuild my car engine, even with the help of YouTube or Google or whatever, I'd I like would... To see that. Wouldn't you love to see that? Yes. But I know that I would have to ask somebody for help. And I know that it would, maybe there's a part of me that's like, you know what? I don't want to be that typical girl that they say girls can't do anything with their cars. Mm -hmm. Instead, I'm going to go. I have an ability to learn something new and help me improve myself. So it was only, um, it was much later. It was in my 30s and definitely into my 40s when I started recognizing it's okay to ask for help. Yes. And because from a dude's perspective, I can do anything. And I'd rather cut a finger off and burn down a wall than ask for somebody's help. It's like, I will figure this out because that's part of being a man right. is that you're, suppo- you're supposed to know things. You know, right. You're supposed to intuitively know how to do plumbing. Exactly. You know, And um, once you, the relief that comes from identifying somebody that's living the lifestyle and has the answers to get you there and hold you accountable yeah the relief that comes off of your plate because I believe everyone in the back of their mind knows they could be living a little better. Yes. That doesn't mean better as in I wonder, good it's and not bad. morals. No, no, exactly right. It just means 
how how can my physical self by me taking care of that how can that help my relationships mm-hmm. If I feel that my relationships are strained, if, if I feel that I'm always stressed out, if I feel that I can't prioritize the things in my life that are more meaningful, um, there was a quote that I heard recently. Um, oh, I'm going to butcher this. It's not the things, oh crap, how does this go? Basically, you're going to be measured by the impact you have in your life. Mm-hmm. Not, not the impact of yourself. Right. It's the impact you have in others. So it's what you give and the, the, the people that love you mm-hmm. is your reward. And, but if you keep doing things for yourself, the love of the self, it's a very small life. I absolutely believe that. Well, that comes from wellness mm-hmm. because that means not only are you a better human, you're better for other humans. Yes. It's the whole pay it forward, the network of functioning, healthy humans, yes. that, that network where we multiply our efforts and our, our consciousness, you know, we, we, we become a bigger part of something else, mm-hmm. but you, to plug in, you've got to take care of yourself first. Yes. And I think a lot of people just, we've had this a million times where you, f- you feel so bad and you're so used to feeling bad. You forget what it is to feel good. And a lot of, a lot of us, I'll say us, you keep doing the same things that you've always done. And so let your guard down, let somebody in be willing to new ideas. And what the cool part is, is then you can pay it forward. So if, you know, let's say your sister or whatever, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, everything about you, you look vibrant, you're positive, you're happy. What did you do? And I say, oh, you know, I cut dairy or something. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe I should try that. The next thing you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm more productive. I didn't realize dairy was calling me causing me headaches or so you never know if your willingness to learn and try something is going to help somebody else it's like the coolest pay it forward like you almost don't even know it's happening you know what i mean i do the um so just just some notes that i had written down so lifestyle this is kind of i'm sure this is already written somewhere and i probably stole half of this (laughs) so lifestyle here's the things we have to pay attention to so food and exercise original <laughs> Slightly modified. Food and exercise are the first two things on the list yes. because it's what everybody knows. Yep. But nobody graduates to the next level. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we got food, exercise, meditation, mm-hmm. different than prayer. Can be prayer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Food, exercise, meditation, play, spirituality, self improvement, relationships. Mm-hmm. Then you pay it forward. Yes. So you once you've got all those dialed in, I have some news for you. You can't fit a sixteen hour workday into that list. Right. Okay, so you have to be able to pull back a little bit and say, for me to be more productive mm-hmm. at my work and my, my trade, my craft, the gift that I've, you know, that God gave us to, to do, mm-hmm. to the, that work, that work is there. But he also, you're also meant to be a functioning piece of the, of the network. Of course. Okay. So food, exercise, then we get to meditation. That's just quiet time. Mm-hmm. That's being able to sit down and read a book. That's yeah. being able to not think about the things that stress us out and pull our mind off and so far into the future or we're stuck in so much of the past that we are, or don't even recognize where we are now. Mm-hmm. So meditation should be a part of that where you get to be in the moment, be in the moment. One of the, another Tony Robbins exercise, I guess he kind of influenced a lot of us, um, is He's to feel amazing. your heartbeat, mm-hmm. to feel your breath, to be it. in those moments of, of time, right? play you got to do something that you enjoy mm-hmm. you can't count and i enjoy work i love small business i love i love it but that can't count as my play right it, you've got to go out and you've got to be a kid mm-hmm. all right and remember what it was like to do that 
the spirituality is that you need to get in touch with the greater being with, mm-hmm. you know if you're not spiritual you need to get in touch with uh, your role in the universe absolutely you know you're not a piece of sea moss or a piece of <laughs> algae that just happened to walk around is it sea moss self-improvement you always have to be open to learning right mm-hmm. you've got to be open to the idea that you can learn some new trick yeah. some new trade i don't believe in the old dogs thing um i think that we just old people equals less patience Absolutely. So if you Spot on. if you're older and you can control your patience, you can learn anything. Yes, okay. I love the you can't teach an old dog new tricks because it's one of the most untrue statements <laughs> on the planet. It pisses me off because I'm not willing. I would never accept that. No, but it's the funniest thing. And if if you think of your old dog literally, they can they learn till the very end. It's like hold up. Now they want me to sit here. Okay, but if I don't sit here, I don't get a treat. Fine, I'll just sit here. So begrudgingly, even if it's you as a person, if you are begrudgingly going to sit down and listen, you've got room for improvement and room for growth right there. Yep. You can sit with a scowl on your face, <laughs> but hey. Patience and adults with <laughs> checkbooks. Now, the, the, here's the thing with relationships. Relationships doesn't always mean that you have a lot of them. It means that the ones that you do have, the quality is so great mm-hmm. that you enrich somebody else's life. Relationships... Yes. I think people automatically default to, well, it's about me. Of course. Relationships are about the other person. Yes. And I think too many people say like relationships, they mean they're looking at it like a a couple or a marriage. And that's not the truth either. It's friendships as well. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have where you're serving the other person, it's not a relationship. It's an association. Yep. Right. That's where you're getting something in trade where it's a, I do this. So I get that, (laughs) you know? Um, And then, um, to pay it forward. That's where you take what you've learned, you've honed life, you've mastered what you do, mm-hmm. and then you pay it forward. And that can either be in helping other people do self-discovery. You go along with other people for play. You go along yes. with other people for relationships. But there, this was on our mind today just to kind of cover what lifestyle means. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to have two gym people, right? So we're this. I don't have one certification in lifestyle. Right. I don't even know if they make one. <laughs> You got lifestyle coaching, which is usually taught by screwed up people. So if you ever looked into some of their backgrounds, it's like, dude, you're teaching me what? I mean, I I know your history. Yeah. But you know, I think what is very cool about that element of it is their experiences grew them into somebody that allows them to pay it forward. So I think it's pretty cool. They need that mission. They need that purpose. It's funny. It's usually self-discovery along the way. Yeah. You know, so they're getting better as you're getting better. Yes. Which I always think is cool. Yes. But um, it, but two, I'm, don't worry, I'm not going to go off about it forever. But two, it's a profession where they are also willing. So they grow from their experiences with other people and then grow. So it's not, I am better than you. And that's why you're paying me. It's, I've experienced some things. Let me teach you and we're going to grow. That's like, I love it. That's the whole, that's coaching in that's general. That's the point of my being is to let, I want to help people not make the same mistakes. Oh goodness. Um, it's and there's a lot that I can help you with, right? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with thinking that I'm in a better position. It's like, let me save you some pain. Uh-huh. I've been there, right? Um, so that's what we meant by relationships. I think that's the missing element. I mean, obviously, when you go beyond that and you've got broken people and there's more going on, and mm-hmm. let's just say eating disorders, physical limitations and injuries that prevent you from working out, um, you don't have anywhere to meditate or be quiet. You know, you might be stuck in a life situation where you just, it's not possible. Absolutely. Um, play, you just forgot how to do it. Spirituality, nobody ever taught you or showed you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, self-improvement, that's a patience thing. You don't have any patience, patience, you don't learn anything. And then your relationships, you know, maybe you were, maybe you had a, a rough go at it and you've just 
don't know how to love somebody unconditionally without Absolutely. having an expectation that it's coming back in a certain way. Right. So up until that point, assuming that all those things aren't true and everyone's moldable, coachable, shapeable, then I think that's where fitness professionals need to kind of adapt and evolve into. It's, um, that lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be willing to grow with them because every person's going to be different. So that's going to change the way you do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next level up is you're talking to therapists yeah. and you're talking to, you know, maybe, uh, PTs. You're talking to people that have to do, uh, rehabilitative work on you, or you talk to people that, you know, you've got skeletons in the closet or you've got hurts that need to be professionally healed. Absolutely. If all that doesn't apply to you, then lifestyle is something that you want to pursue. Mm-hmm. You want to find the ability for yourself to just adapt and be the best version of yourself, but you got to make, you got to make room for all that. Definitely. And I think a cool exercise here would be to kind of write out all those things. So everything that makes up lifestyle and kind of give yourself a grade and kind of where you are today, like how are you with your, you know, fitness and nutrition? Would you give it, you know, on a scale of one to 10, are you at a 10 or you at a one mm. and just kind of see the areas in your life that maybe you, you need should, to focus on a little bit more. I think like you should a, make that quiz. I can do one. I think that's a, and then we'll tally it up and the more points you have, the worse off you are or something. I don't, some of those areas I'm going to like, <laughs> what's the equivalent of fake sneezing, but writing down on paper. <laughs> So you don't really, I'm going to just leave it. Skip it. I'm just going to leave it. Blank. All right. Let's jump to our question. I was hoping to answer a couple of these, but we're just going to go to, uh, to one. Um, how come losing weight makes you look older? Mm-hmm. All right. So we wrapped up the lifestyle stuff, but we're trying to stick with yes. our 20 minute gap here. Um, if you, I know some people in fitness, you can, they just look, <laughs> they look like catcher's mitts. I mean, they just, they're all wrinkles. They're all skins beat up and everything's as they get older, they shouldn't look that old, right? right? And here's kind of the number one thing. If you, so you look younger when you have more fat on your face. Yep. Okay. If you live a life of yo-yo dieting, Mm -hmm. once fat is burned, the way it's distributed on your body when you're younger, you can burn all the fat in your face and never put it back like you would on your stomach and your hips and your abdomen. Okay. So once you lose the fat on your face, um, you typically won't ever put it back. Right, it's just you're gonna look older, a little mm-hmm. bit more gaunt, a little bit more drawn, right? A little bit more chiseled look. Now, if you yo-yo diet where you put weight on to the point where you rebound and your face gets fat again, mm-hmm. but then you go back and you yo-yo in the other direction, you lose the weight. You gain the weight, you lose the weight. So yo-yoers are gonna have a harder time at it because it's gonna stretch stretch the skin out on your face, and that's gonna lead to more wrinkles and more sagging and more issues. Mm-hmm. But if you can maintain a healthy weight, a balance over longer periods of time, it's not going to deplete the fat that you've got stored in your face. This is why most Hollywood and everything else, they're such low fat, high exercise, low body weight um, um, states. That's why they do the injections. And that's why they're trying to put fat back in their face uh, because they've lost it all. Low fat diets for very long periods of time are also going to do this. Mm -hmm. So if you want to avoid looking older, make sure the weight loss is gradual Yes. Make sure you're eating a balanced meal. So if you're losing weight and you're starving yourself, it's going to suck the fat out of your face and you're going to look five years older. The funny thing is is people are like, oh yeah, my body's going to look, you know, thinner. And I'm like, and your face is going to look older, honestly. It's your face, dude. It's got to be gradual. Yes. Rapid weight loss can hurt you. Yes. And if you're going to do it, you got to keep it off. Yes. Once you rebound, now you've got the double whammy on you. Don't avoid fat in your diet. Mm-hmm. You got to have healthy fats, and fats keep you looking younger. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Um, you don't want to be 60 years old and 4% body fat. You are going to look like a stretched out piece of Arizona Canyon. I mean, Canyon, it's not going to look right. Arizona Canyon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, that's two, two looks. Okay. I'm sure that, don't worry, there'll be a third. No, that's it. We're out of time. Um, so anyway, so that was the answer to the question. Um, appreciate that being sent in. That's why you can look older if you're not careful and you're not have, you don't have a balanced nutrition plan. Don't lose the weight rapidly. Don't be afraid of fat. Right. Once it's gone, just roll with it. Skin, exactly. Skin's an organ. You got to take care of that shit too. I know. Right? It's such a crazy concept. All right. Touche. That's up to 23 minutes. All right. Anything to close with? No, I th- I'm still <laughs> just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> you're picturing my visualization. Exactly. All right. So awesome, guys. Um, appreciate the feedback and the, the continued um, shares of the program. Always, um, you can leave reviews for these. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have been cool enough to go up and just kind of share their thoughts of the show, and that helps us grow, obviously. Um, I think this puts us, a, I'm not sure, 68, I don't know. 69 shows. I don't know. I don't even know what day of the week it is half the time. That's right. <laughs> um, but we've, um, we're real excited with the direction this is going, and you guys are helping make that happen. So thank you for doing everything that you're doing please remember to share it um comment if you've got time leave some feedback thank you all so much all right bazam we're out all right bye